Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the digital resource curator for Faith to Go. And I'm Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the youth missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And I'm Jeff Martinhawk, and I'm the canon for finance in the Diocese of San Diego. And welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast for this week leading up to Sunday, May 22nd. This is going to be the sixth Sunday of Easter as we march toward Pentecost, which is only two Sundays after this Sunday, I think. June 5th or something like that, 6th, mm-hmm. first Sunday in June. So welcome back, everyone. We're glad you are back with us. And we are glad to welcome back to the podcast, Jeff Martinhawk, Canon Jeff Martinhawk. Oh, I don't know how that happens. I don't either. Yeah. You were a Canon last time, though. I was a different Canon. A different kind of Canon. Yeah. There's lots of Canons in the Episcopal Church. Yeah. There are some Canons that are laws. There's some Canons that are people. There are. Wow. And there's just... A plethora of cannons. We like cannons. It's like a battlefield out here. Yeah. Um, so, Jeff. Maybe not that. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> Jeff, thanks for coming back. Funny thing, this, you know, we're this uh, summer going to celebrate our 250th episode. Oh, my gosh. Go podcast. That's crazy. Yeah. That's wonderful. We started five years ago, I think. And you were so close to the podcast when it started because you were in the office right next to mine at St. Paul's Cathedral the whole time we were recording those episodes in the beginning. Yes, and I think we talked about this last time. I would walk by yep. and I would look in the door mm-hmm. as you were recording and make faces and That's try right. to distract you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I listened to an episode today where I had George with me and he was 10 months old and now he's almost four. <laughs> it's crazy. That's he was crazy. making sounds in the background. So yeah. anyway, just been around since the beginning. So thankful for you and for your ministry. And speaking of, would you share with everyone about your ministry context, which is different now than it was the last time you were on? Yeah, so I am no longer in the parish. I'm now working in the diocesan office as a, as I said, the canon for finance, the chief financial officer doing lots of administrative things and accounting and human resources and property management and all those kinds of um things that have to be done, but I do them for the church. I did this before I went into ministry and now I'm doing them again, but for the church. So it's, right. it's lots of fun. Is it lots of fun? I actually do enjoy it. Yeah. Like you get to the end of the day and you have checked all these things right. off and they're like completed and right. you know, in the parish sometimes, you know, it's never done. We're always a work in progress. That's so, right. Yeah. Never finish. And yeah. uh, Jeff, would you share, like we every week we always ask our guests to share about a place uh, or a time in the last week when they felt or saw God's presence in the world. So would you share a time in this last week when you, your God sighting? Yeah, I don't know if this is the best example, but just yesterday here in the office, um, there was this man driving down the alley here and uh, I don't know what was on his mind, but Clearly, it wasn't driving his bicycle. And um, and he was coming down this alley, and he just drove straight out in the street mm. without looking. And he just got hit really hard by a car Whoa. and just got really beat up bad. And um, so it was terrible, of course. But somebody, one of our employees happened to be looking out the window um, and noticed it. And so we had this whole team of people that sort of flew into action and, and went down to help and see what they could do. And of course, you know, we're not doctors, so we couldn't 
sort of patch him up. But I just thought it was really nice how we um, were right there, happened to be on the spot, flew into action, could support in the ways we could. We had video footage of the thing because the car pulled over. But mm-hmm. after they realized how badly injured the guy was, the car took off. So we... Oh. Helped the police with that investigation, got the police, you know, were nice helping out the police with water and, you know, what off because they closed the, the street off for several hours. So I just thought, you know, in this sort of connective tissue of supporting society that, you know, I don't think that kind of community always forms in, right. in that kind of way. And I thought that was a nice little moment of, um, you know, certainly the man, uh, probably wishes he hadn't been hit by a car but given that that did happen that this little community formed in Mm -hmm. that moment and i thought that was uh that was a kind of interesting Mm -hmm. thing that happened right witnessing and presence yeah ministering to one another in the midst Mm -hmm. of this otherwise uh bad thing that happened right uh also bishop susan's a doctor Ah, well, she is, but... But uh, not well, a doctor of ministry, so that's yes, not helpful yeah, in a medical yeah. situation. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jeff, for sharing that. And uh, we would always love to hear uh, where you saw God this past week, your God sighting, or we would also love to hear any of your questions or comments or stories from your week of faith discussion or reflection. You can email us. You can contact us through our website, uh, where you can also find all of the Faith to Go resources every week for personal reflection, uh, family discussion or small group discussion. You can get in touch with us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram, or you can call the show, leave a voicemail, or you can send us a text. You can find all those ways of getting in contact with us in the description to this podcast episode. And now we're going to move into our gospel discussion for this, again, upcoming Sunday, May 22nd, the sixth Sunday of Easter. There's two different uh, readings from John available for this Sunday. So if you go to church, we might have picked the wrong one. Sorry, you got to do your own <laughs> podcast. Um, but we are going to discuss John 14, 23 to 29, the first of the options. Charlotte is going to read it, and then uh, I'll give some context, very light, and then we'll each have a point uh, to discuss. Jesus said to Judas, not Iscariot, those who love me will keep my word, and my father will love them. And we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I am coming to you. If you love me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs so that when it does occur, you may believe. All right. Thanks, Charlotte. Here we are back again. Uh, one chapter after our reading from last week where Jesus gave the commandment to the disciples to love one another. That was right at the end of the Passover meal that he shares with them in Jerusalem. Uh, which brings us to our to our context here, uh, which is this final time in Jerusalem for Jesus and the disciples. And remember in John's gospel, Jesus has this extended uh, dialogue with the disciples before his ultimate arrest and, and passion. 
And we refer to that as the farewell discourse. It's three or four chapters in John here, starting in chapter 13. And so we're right in the middle of that. And Jesus is essentially telling them, getting them ready, teaching them all the things they need to know for when he's gone. He's giving them the instruction manual for being a, uh, a follower of Jesus after there is no more Jesus to follow. So, uh, and this is a common theme in, in all the gospels. John does this very specifically in this way, but all the gospel authors and writers, uh, you know, based on the communities that they're coming from and the traditions that they're bringing to their writing are all asking and answering and trying to answer the question, what happens now? You know, cause all of the gospels are being written post Jesus and probably post that, that, you know, those eyewitnesses, uh, to Jesus's ministry being gone. So the question is always, how do we make decisions? What's the authority? Who has authority in our community? John's answer is the Holy Spirit. And so the other gospels have different answers to that question. John has the Holy Spirit. And so that's, we're going to get into that today. And so that's where we are. John chapter 14, right in the middle of the chapter, one chapter after last week in the farewell discourse in Jerusalem, in that little room where they had the Passover meal. So Jeff has the first point for this week. Well, thank you, David. And I'm not sure it's a point so much as an image that this evoked for me in this passage. And it it made me remember a a piece of art uh, that a friend of my mom's created a number of years ago. And it was uh, an interpretation of the Holy Spirit. And it was sort of an urban landscape with many, many houses and sort of a streetscape. Um, But what it highlighted was the plumbing that connected them all. And so woven throughout all of the houses in this streetscape was uh, you could see the plumbing and, and, you know, even even not just between the houses, but uh, but on the streets, the fire hydrants and the and the water fountains. And so the idea was that whether you're at home alone in your house or you're walking down the street, that there's this breath of the Holy Spirit, or in this case, the water and the plumbing, uh, flowing throughout all of our lives and, and, and keeping us interconnected. And so I think for me, it sort of has helped me to keep in mind that, um, that sort of the lifeblood, the water that flows uh, from, from a common source um, is is part of that gift uh, that I, I I imagine Jesus to be giving the disciples uh, in this passage, and that continues with us today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about just <clears throat> the way that he's trying to get them in this farewell discourse time, trying to get them ready for when he's gone. Mm-hmm. That kind of reminder that you know you've all kind of been connected to me as this kind of like central hub, mm-hmm. but remember you're also connected to one another yeah you know like last week is love one another that's how people are going to know you're my disciples that's how you're going to make a way forward in the world in this in this work that i've asked you to do and the holy spirit is i think jesus's name for that thing that connects everyone like you're saying and that's how they're going to be able to move forward and do what they what they need to do is by recognizing how they're connected to one another and how their lives depend on one another. And that not, not any one of them is, you know, off the grid. Right. If you will. Yeah. Right. And the plumbing kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and you, the piece of that that really resonated for me is that 
the Holy Spirit is something that we often think about as unseen. And because this piece of art that you're discussing is talking about like the plumbing that connects all of us, plumbing is something that all of us take for granted until it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and so like really considering the movement of the water through all of these pipes that connect us and the way that it sustains us without our ever thinking about it, it's it's a really powerful statement about like the work that the Holy Spirit often is doing in our everyday life without any of us even noticing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that, that kind of goes uh, to my point, just thinking about this, the kind of the, the, the work of the Holy Spirit as the connector. And Jeff's talking about the, the Holy Spirit connecting kind of like in this horizontal way, connecting, connecting things to one another and um spatially at least you know like in this moment connecting us to one another and i'm i'm also struck in this in this uh in these verses especially this one verse where jesus kind of is talking specifically about the advocate the holy spirit um the two things that jesus highlights the holy spirit doing or, or the, what the holy spirit will do in the future is to teach you everything and remind you of all that i have said to you and so I love that Jesus is kind of like setting up a way that for them, the, in this way, then the Holy Spirit is, that, is not just connecting them to one another in that moment, but the, is also connecting each of them, connecting the, the future and the past to one another, kind of like through them. And I think that's cool because it's, it's kind of got an individual and a communal component because it's both like as a community, you've come from somewhere, you know, like you have a tradition. You're not cut off from the religious tradition that we have, we're all coming from, which was Judaism. And, and yet in the future, you know, you're going to, you're going to need different things that I, than what I've already given you, you know, as a community. So you're going to have to learn how to be in a community together. It's going to be different than what we have been, but there's going to be something that you carry with you through that. So there are strands, this kind of like DNA of that tradition of the history that they carry with them. And then there are new things that they're incorporating into that community. And I think, and then that goes, I think I like on an individual level as well. And I love that idea that like all of us are having new experiences. The future is kind of emerging in this ever opening realm of possibility. And like, you, you just don't know what's going to happen when, when you get out of bed, you know, like every day is so different. Uh, different people, different interactions were like flying around at 60 miles an hour in these cars and like hoping for the best. And like, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. And, and I love the idea that, that we're not like alone in having to, in having to integrate those experiences into ourselves and to trying to like understand how to, how to, um, how to frame the new things that are happening to us so that the Holy Spirit is kind of like the, the thing that helps us bring in newness and balance it with what has been, you know? And so like we are all, each of us is this combination of where we've come from and where we're going. And so as we're having these new experiences, as things are changing in us, you know, it just, it speaks to, to me the dynamism of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is that dynamic way that we're all changing. We talked about this with Gwen a couple of weeks ago. It's like each of us is this kind of, we're all just on this lifelong journey of change. You know, each of us is transforming and changing so much and we're changing because new things are happening to us. Our bodies are changing. Our world is changing. The people around us are changing. And so like, 
it seems like I get how this, I get how the Holy Spirit in this way is also a comforter because it's quite, it's so, it's like kind of scary to think that we're doing that work alone, <laughs> you know, or like having no framework within which to, to do, have to be integrating those things. And so like, it is so comforting to think that, that God's spirit is a spirit that helps us integrate what we're doing. And I love that. I love that the word that Jesus uses here is teaching and in this way that like, like Paul D'Arcy has this quote where it's like, what is it? God comes to you disguised as your life or something. And Richard Rohr talks about like the classroom of your life. You know, it's like that our lives are the things that are teaching us and, and that the Holy spirit is, you know, like leading that classroom discussion and helping us, helping us understand uh, all the things that are going on in our lives all the time. So I love that. I love that Jesus is, is inviting them into that awareness, you know, of, of the, of not just only looking towards the future, but also like remembering what has been, uh, to help them understand what's, what is coming. Yeah. I really like that, David. And it makes me think about, you know, in this particular case, in this passage, what the what the disciples uh, were going through in this moment themselves on that arc of change, mm-hmm. you know, letting go of their nets to catch fish, to move towards this journey of walking with Jesus and his ministry and his life, to losing him mm-hmm. in death, to finding him again in resurrection, to losing him again now to take uh, to take on a new mission in ministry and all of those you know, kind of going through all of those phases, kind of going through this arc, you mm-hmm. know, having to have a sort of a season for everything, not losing who they were, holding on to the past, but becoming something new mm-hmm. in sort of each season of that of that uh, transformation. Mm-hmm. And I think that that actually kind of leads into my point, um, which has to do with then the reassurance that Jesus offers them after telling them that the advocate is coming and the comforter. I love, I love that analogy, that descriptor for the Holy spirit, but the text we get immediately after that um, is when Jesus says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. And I love that image of God's peace being different, that it's not the way that we necessarily think about peace perhaps as an absence of fighting um, or an absence of arguing. If you have small children that constantly argue with each other and just give me five minutes of peace and quiet, because we often put those two words together, peace and quiet. Um, But I think that it's really a different kind of peace, something that is more all encompassing. And I don't know if I'm entirely convinced that that peace is in fact quiet. I think that that kind of peace is an invitation into relationship um, and perhaps a different kind of relationship than the one that we are expecting, one where we move in a continuous way with God, um, where even in the tumult, even in the challenging spaces, that we have the peace of knowing that we are in that relationship. And we have the Holy Spirit that's with us, you know, as a comforter and an advocate and all of those things throughout that journey. But thinking about that peace in a different way. And when we were talking about this a few minutes ago, I referenced a meme I saw on the Internet, because don't we all learn things from memes on the Internet? 
Um, but it was talking about how what we call self-care is actually really aftercare, meaning, you know, I'm going to treat myself to this thing or I'm going to um, go and take a long bath or whatever it is. And that that isn't actually self-care. Self-care is addressing the root of what is causing the anxiety or the overwhelm or whatever is going on and choosing instead to set some boundaries that allow ourselves to function in a more healthy way in the world. And so as I was reading this scripture this week, I was really thinking about God's peace through that same lens, that when we spend time looking for peace that is just quiet and perhaps easy, that we aren't really allowing ourselves to be filled with what we really need or even crave, um, that deep peace of being in relationship with Christ that sustains us um, and carries us no matter what else is going on in the world, whether it is quiet or whether it is really loud. Yeah, and that, it kind of reminds me of your uh, point last week about love, which was again, like Jesus, when Jesus is saying, love one another as I have loved you, that invites us into a reflection on how Jesus loved, which was in this really a dynamic, not kind of like, a popular idea of like love being about like niceness niceness and um you know kind of like a passive way but how love to Jesus was like flipping tables sometimes and calling out Peter sometimes and being really gentle sometimes and healing and having intimate moments as well and like just this in the same way we're we're kind of like uh kind of trying to get to a thicker description of what peace is like you're saying and that Jesus mm-hmm. drawing this distinction between the peace that the world that the world can give and the peace that Jesus can give are two different things. And like you're saying, the, that peace the world can give is like the world's message about peace is that if you just like are more passive and kind of get out of the way, you'll have peace. But really, Jesus is talking about this more active kind of engaged peace that that requires conflict, that includes conflict almost. You know, that is it's the peace that we actually get to when or we're going. Or even when there is conflict. Yeah, when we're going, because when there's conflict, then we're going deeper into relationship you know, and the peace maybe that the world can give is one that is kind of like surface level, keeping us, keeping us more on the surface of relationship than, than at that kind of depth. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, those are our three points for this week. Uh, number one point was Jeff's and it was about the way that the Holy Spirit is that connective plumbing that connects all of us together. Uh, and also like that source of nourishment and water. You know, yeah. pretty cool, yeah. uh, that image. Uh, number two was mine. It was a way that the Holy Spirit is connecting the future and the past, both communally and kind of individually, and helping us integrate what's going on in our lives and uh, become who we are becoming, uh, become our, our truest, most, most authentic selves. And uh, Charlotte's was about peace, thinking about Jesus's words of what the peace that the world can give and the peace that Jesus gives and uh, again, kind of getting a thicker, more complicated kind of description of what peace is and the ways that Jesus embodied peace, uh, that it includes more than just kind of a, a passive uh, okayness. You know, it is much more active and engaged. So having heard those points, we'd love to hear what your point would have been maybe if you'd been a guest on the podcast this week. Uh, any of your questions or comments or stories from your week of faith discussion or reflection, or maybe your God sighting from this past week. We'd love to hear any and all of those things. You can email us. You can contact us through the website or go check out any of the Faith to Go resources this week for this gospel. 
You can contact us or follow us on Instagram, or you can send us a text message or a voicemail uh, over the phone. And you can find all of those uh, ways of getting in contact with us listed in the podcast description of this episode. Just scroll down on your phone. You'll find it. Thank you, Jeff, for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here again. I hope you'll come back. You do work pretty close. I do. And when I'm not back, I'll still walk by this door right. and uh, make faces at you. Which reminds me, I f- w- you're constantly just kind of in the vicinity of the podcast. I am. We are, maybe are required to be recording it in the same building that you're working in. I, it's kind I, of always been I, that I, way. I put it in the contract without yeah. you knowing about right, it. Right, right, yeah. And by the door that you always walk by yeah. to yeah. go to your office. Mm-hmm. Um. And so we're excited to uh, be back with you all next week. We'll be talking about the seventh Sunday of Easter for uh, Sunday, May 29th. And until then, we say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.